0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 207 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have Dr. Randy Isel. Now, he is with the Animal Life Veterinary Center. Dr. Randy, how are you doing? I'm
1: doing fantastic.
0: Thank you for having me. Absolutely, and really appreciate you making time. I know how busy you guys are. And I um, really appreciate the wonderful work you all do. And I want to start with, first, introduce your company. Tell us uh, all about the Animal Life Veterinary Center. Well, again, I'm Randy Eisel. I am the, the owner of the Animal
1: Life Veterinary. Actually, at centers. we have three locations in Naples. Yeah. Uh, you know, the main location on Pine Ridge Road, then one at Mission Hills, and one at Eagle Creek. Uh, I've been in Naples. I opened the first hospital in Ninety six, and uh, been there saving lives ever since. You know, and enjoying every minute of it.
0: Now, were you originally from the area, or are you a
1: migrator? I'm a migrator. I, yeah. My father was in the air force, so I've lived everywhere. You know, I was born in Southern California and lived mm-hmm. everywhere from Southern California to Mississippi and Texas, the Philippines, the Northeast. Uh, went to school in Oklahoma, ended up there in high school, stayed there uh, through vet school, went to graduated from Oklahoma State, go Pokes, and uh, came down here a couple of years after after that.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. And was that just a uh, got to get someplace warm type of thing or was there a more? Or you get tired of
1: suffering through too many cold Oklahoma winters, I guess. Yeah. I think everybody should want to come to Naples. I'm not sure why everybody doesn't live I, here.
0: I, I tell you what, I feel the same. I just, uh, I'm just i waiting for everyone to wake up one day and go, what, you mean I don't have to live like this? I can go someplace yeah. where it's enjoyable most exactly. of the time.
1: Why am I dealing with snow when I can be dealing with sand?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, That's great. So how about, you know, what drove you uh, to get it, to become a veterinarian and to get into this business?
1: You know, it's really funny because I get that, that question asked a lot and and I wish I had a really great answer, but I really have no idea. All I know is that my mother will tell you that for as long as I knew what the word was, that I could tell you that I wanted to be a veterinarian.
0: Hmm.
1: And, you know, that was from being a very, very young child. And, you know, it's, it's easy to say, you know, and a lot of kids do, I want to be a veterinarian, but it's not an easy path to stay on. And so, for the you know all the millions of kids who want to be veterinarians, um, clearly they don't all become veterinarians. And you know, I was fortunate to have managed to stay on that path and be driven to this goal, and um, and to to have had great mentors and to love what I do. And so, although there's not any you know moment of epiphany that I can recall. that that this was what I wanted to do with my life. It has been my, my life's, uh, ambition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you just always felt this. Did did you have pets when you were young? Of course.
1: Yeah. Always. You know, there was always something around the house and dogs and cats and whatever we could bring home, you know, that that my (laughs) mother would tolerate, you know, that, there was a line, I think, drawn at reptiles. You know, there was no, you're not going to bring a snake in my house. Yeah.
0: yeah. Although I
1: think there were probably a few snuck in.
0: <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. I draw the line at snakes myself. <laughs> I, uh, I agree. With you. <laughs>
1: you know, that's a part of my career that I kind of fell into um, a little bit accidentally when I was in college and I, I took a summer course at the zoo in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, and ultimately ended up uh, being asked if I would would continue working at the zoo for the summer, and they needed help in the uh, reptile house. Now, I didn't have any particular interest in reptiles at that point, but by working with them that summer, then the following summer, and the following summer... Mm -hmm you end up becoming the guy on the block who knows the most about reptiles just kind of by default. And so over the years, you know, that did become, you know, a large part of my practice was exotic animals and it's, it's very enjoyable. It's not something that they're going to teach you in vet school. You know, they don't have a class on snakes because, you know, there's not many that, that many people who really have a, a desire to, to do that. Hmm. But, you know, from falling into snakes and, you know, smaller pets and exotic animals. And, and really there's probably, it'd be a little bit of a challenge to come up with something that I haven't worked with at some point or another.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. A you great have
1: a career. You can do as much or as little as you want.
0: Do you have one situation that, that stands out, you know, from a unique or exotic pet?
1: You know, that's a tough question. And I, I, I you kind of put me on the spot without yeah. them because immediately, you know, I can think of a thousand of them. That's um, amazing. Uh, you know, one, I uh, just off the top of my head. I've got a, I was doing emergency call one night late and I got a call from a guy who said he had hit an alligator on the road and wanted, you know, to bring it in. And I, I was like, all right, well, I'll meet you up at the hospital. and <sighs> driving to the, driving the hospital. And all of a sudden, you know, this is like 11 o'clock at night. And this guy just goes flying by me in a pickup truck. And I'm like, is that the guy that hit the alligator? And sure enough, I get to the office, you know, about the time I see him go flying into the parking lot and squeal to a stop. And he had about a eight or nine foot alligator in the back of his pickup truck that you know had probably caused more damage to the pickup truck than he had caused to the alligator. <laughs> you know, it, it, but it was it was just hard you know. His heart. And, you know and, here we are two guys in the middle of the night, you know, trying to put stitches in an alligator's head that got hit by a car, you know, um, and we still see things that to this day like that, you know, Dr. Monk, one of my associates, he's actually, you know, he, he has very advanced training in uh, exotic animal medicine. And so, you know, he does a lot of uh, treatment of reptiles, birds, uh, you name it. And so a lot of those things uh, are very time consuming. And so he's taken over, a lot of that part of the practice. And, you know, every day, you know, I walk by and I see things in that practice that I've never seen before, you know, including recently a, a uh, I think this one came from the, the Seminole Indians somehow had were in contact with fish and game because one of the alligators that they use in their, uh, their shows had gotten in a fight with another alligator Hmm. and had to have a, a leg amputated and uh, that thing was massive i mean we had pictures of that that i couldn't believe you know from surgery but wow. the, there was a lot of people on board for that surgery oh. they were pretty impressive to watch
0: wow that's fascinating jeez so how about myths what kind of myths do you hear out there when it comes to you know your line of work
1: well I, I think that for the most part, people are pretty well educated about what goes on in veterinary hospitals now. I, I think the biggest thing that I find that people are surprised by is the, the, the breadth of what we do. You know, people are exposed in a veterinary hospital to what they see in the waiting room and in the exam room for the most part. But anytime that they have the opportunity to come into the back of the hospital, they always seem to be surprised by wow, you know, you have two surgery suites. You've got a full, you know, lab for blood chemistries. You've got a you know digital radiology suite in there that costs a hundred thousand dollars. You've got you know a full pharmacy. You've got a squad of people back there working behind the scenes, and it and it's just you know you you see the back. or you see the front, rather, and you don't realize that that's kind of just the tip of the iceberg of what's going on, you know, back behind the scenes. And I think people generally are very surprised by that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: And that's why, you know, I always invite people to, you know, if you want to see the back, come on back. You know, we're not hiding anything. (laughs) Come back and see what we do.
0: Right. Right. Wow your three different locations. Are there different services uh, provided in the different locations
1: in general? No, there are three full service hospitals. <laughs> yeah. It's very great. much like each other. Although I think my doctors all have, you know, kind of sub, uh, focuses, you know, what they like to do. Like, uh, Dr. McLean, um, at the mission or the Eagle Creek hospital rather, is an expert at rabbits. She's a rabbit owner herself. And, you know, whenever I see a rabbit and rabbits are challenging, uh, veterinary cases always, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm on the phone with her, you know, calling her, you know, Dr. uh, Dr. Monk, like I said, he treats our exotic animals. Uh, Dr. Foster does, um, uh, acupuncture and she's an amazing clinician as is Dr. Uh at the mission Hills hospital. And, um, uh, Dr. Mitch, you know, is our uh, our expert surgeon. He does all of our, you know, high-tech surgeries. And some of those can get really high-tech, you know, from hip replacements to, you know, bone plating, knee repairs, you know, I've, thoracic surgeries, you know, just incredible things.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Like I said,
1: I think people are surprised what yeah. we do, you know, what um, – you know, what a you know, couple little hospitals in Naples, Florida are doing every day.
0: And knee replacements. That's uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that mostly dogs or? Are you- yeah, yeah. Dogs. yeah, yeah. Very cool, very cool. So when you get out of the office, what are you doing for fun?
1: Well, I, I spend a lot of time uh, restoring antique cars, building hot rods and craftsman furniture and I have a, a shop and keeps me close to home. Uh, my <laughs> wife doesn't have to worry where I am a <laughs> wow. hundred feet out the door in the, in the garage. So wow. those are the the biggies, you know, I, I like to keep busy and, you know, I think, yeah. I think most veterinarians are that way, you know, that they, they have to keep doing something, you know, it's hard to just sit and, yeah, yeah, you know, and relax. You know, you always feel like, you know, I should be creating something or building something or fixing something. Yeah.
0: It's your way of relaxing too, right? It is absolutely. You yeah. Kind
1: of turn off your brain a little bit and sand a piece of wood for an hour, you know, and, and time just flies.
0: Yeah. Neat. Neat. Are you working on a uh, car currently?
1: Uh, yeah, actually uh, a 51 Ford Woody wagon. You know, we just kind of a blend of those things because the woodwork on that is a—it's uh, basically like building a giant rolling piece of furniture, you know, with all the same challenges, but with a motor added to it. So, wow, that's been a long project. It's probably one I should have walked away from on day one. <laughs> but everything is learning curve, you know. It's when you don't have anybody to teach you how to do it, you watch an internet video and yeah. say, like, "All right, well."
0: Yeah. Give it, a try. Give it a go. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's great. So how about a hardship, uh, something that you've been through in the past that you look back on and say, hey, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Anything come to mind? Well,
1: you know, I think that there are, yes, a few things specifically that come to mind, you know, but in general, you know, every day as a business owner and as a veterinarian, you face challenges over and over and over every case. Every time you walk in an exam room, it can be a challenge. And, you know, those, those challenges, you can look at them two ways, you know, as hardships or as opportunities to, to learn and to, um, you know, to, to heal something, you know, at, at animal life, our, our official, slogan is, you know, we're here for life. You know, the, the unofficial slogan I think we stole from a TV show is, you know, it's a beautiful day to save lives, you know, and you walk in every day ready to face those challenges and, and hopefully to, to achieve those goals. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, again, a, a great profession to keep your mind every 15 minutes, you know, active on something else. And even after, you know, 30 years of practice, which is still a hard number for me to believe that, that you know, that's true. But that that happened in May, you know, came 30 years that um, there still things that you I've never seen before. You know, and I saw a case the other day, a young lady came in with a dog that had a very strange um, disease process going on with her dog's feet. I looked at her. I said, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I have any idea what this is because I've never seen this. But, you know, fortunately, with the, the doctors in my practice, you know, that's combined experience of almost 200 years, you know, so it didn't take, you know, more than five minutes for you know me to find the right answer on what was going on with this and be able to, um, you know, prescribe, prescribe treatment for it. That would probably resolve the issue. Yeah. So, you know, having people around, you know, that I may not know all the answers, but, you know, I, I bet that somebody around me you know, knows the answer
0: yeah i've seen it before and yeah sure yeah Absolutely. wow wow yeah. and you know your uh your answer also is spoken like a, a true entrepreneur you know it's uh the the challenges that all business owners mm-hmm. face and then you double that with certainly your profession you know is uh and we've seen this with COVID. you know the oh yeah Keeping the doors open, making sure everyone's safe, and you know all the different moving parts that uh, you know you take in stride, and and uh, uh, but don't underestimate our listeners. You know the amount of stress that all business owners are are under, and and everyone in this in this time, and that's why we even started the Good Neighbor Podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, oh, absolutely. And you know, you there's no way to to adequately speak to the yeah. challenges that you know COVID virus has is presented you know and and i feel very fortunate in the veterinary profession that you know throughout it we've been able to keep our doors open 24 you know Mm. well not twenty four seven but you know but but every day all day you know we we haven't missed a beat now we've had to make a lot of modifications in what we did particularly initially where we weren't letting anybody in the building. We were doing a lot of what we call like either car hop service or curbside service
0: hmm. well, Basically,
1: the parking lot became our waiting room. And, you know, my nurses would go out, they would, um, you know, take histories, you know, bring animals inside. We would do exams. We would do treatments. We would talk to the owners on their phone. And, you know, I, I think, wow, what if this had happened 20 years ago when everybody didn't have a cell phone in their hand? Yeah, you know, this would have been crippling. And I, I can't yeah. imagine how we would have done it without computers, without the um, yeah. things that we have now.
0: It's a good point. You know,
1: for all of the, the, the uh, I think the challenges that computers, you know, present to us every day, um, you know, there's certainly been a benefit to this, you know, mm-hmm. just keeping this, this country, you know, moving even at a slower pace.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very good. Point.
1: It's a hardship. We faced it. You know, there's been a lot of sleepless nights over it. You know, you know, again, you talk about hardships and worrying, what is this going to happen? This is going to, this is unprecedented. You know, yeah. what's going to happen down the road, you know, with, with these things. But I think people are, you know, people prioritize their pets, you know, and to the extent that they can. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's, there hasn't been a hiccup in people taking care of them. You know, in yeah. fact, it's been interesting that we've seen a lot of, you know, what we call COVID puppies. You know that a lot of people, more than usual, are getting dogs, and I, I think huh. you know, people want. I I believe this is a personal opinion. Yeah, I believe that people want some sense of normalcy and control, mm-hmm. and there's something normal about having a puppy. You know about uh, about having something else to care for to yeah. distract you from you know, those larger concerns of the world. And, you know, it's it's great to see, love seeing puppies every day.
0: Yeah, that, I agree with you 100%. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. You know, it's, we can all use a little distraction right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. so Dr. Right. Randy, one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company, what would that be?
1: Well, I think we've touched on it a little bit is that you know, it's, it's experience. It's a team approach to veterinary medicine. You know, the doctors and I work very collaboratively on cases and, you know, if there's anything that's, that's a challenge, we're all going to get together and we're going to put our heads together to solve it. Mm. And when you have, you know, 200 years of, you know, experience, varied experience over all kinds of different um, aspects of veterinary medicine, um, you know, the chance of, of us not having, you know, somebody not having seen that problem is very, very slim. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. So I'm sure our listeners want to learn more. Where should we send them? Well, they can,
1: you can send them to animallife.net. You know, that's our website. It has links to all of our, um, uh, all the hospitals, you know, there's one in your neighborhood probably or close to you and you know there's education materials there's a lot of information about our hospitals and uh, it's where we are animal life is one word with one l and uh or call the office at 513-1777 and one of my incredibly competent staff members will tell you whatever you need to know
0: it's awesome yeah. Well, Dr. Randy, really appreciate your time again, and uh, thank you for being such a great neighbor, and uh, wish you the absolute best there.
1: It's my pleasure, and thank you, and good luck on the 208th episode. That's an impressive number in its own right